Max Gorlin, Melbourne Football Club. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. This is Nat Fife from the Fremantle Footy Club. Trent Cotchin from the Richmond Footy Club. Scott Penderbury from the Collingwood Football Club. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. Patrick Cooch from the Carlton Footy Club. It's Rory Sloan here from the Adelaide Crows. This is Tom Mitchell from the Hawthorne Footy Club, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Hey friends, it's MJ from the Coaches Panel. We are making some headway through the 50 most relevant of the 2021 preseason. Just a few days ago, we had this man on when we were talking about Tom Phillips. So we had to get him back as we talk about another forward. I got Tim. Hello, mate. How are you? Good, thanks. How's it going? It's good. It's good to see you. We are are talking about really what is some fantasy footy royalty. Although fair to say the past few years have not gone to plan for Lance Franklin. It's just the 33 years old and that's about as many years as he's still got left to go on his contract up at Sydney. He is forward eligible. And when we look at his 2020 scoring and stats line, it is full flat line. There is nothing there. Injuries caused him to miss the entirety of the season. Oh, we'll talk about that in a moment. But when we do look back at his career, his career high score, it is that famous game back in 2012 against North Melbourne. Yet 13 is the game we're referring to, where in AFL Fantasy and Dream Team, his top career score is a 204. He is in the 200 club, while in Supercoach, a little bit higher, 236. Because he has missed all of the footy games of last season and a few back in 2019, He's priced pretty cheaply for us, which is one of the reasons he's coming right into consideration of the 50 most relevant. In Supercoach, he's going to set you back just over $310,000. It's 377K in AFL Fantasy and a touch over 415,000 in Dream Team. And Tim, truth be told, you know, to kind of peel back the curtain a little bit for some people as we do the preseason every year in the 50 most relevant, Lance Franklin in the initial plans of last year's top 50, he was going to make a very similar position because 12 months ago, Tim, he was in peak physical condition. He was having what many were dubbing as the best preseason ever. And you don't have to go too far back into his career to see just how good of a fantasy performer he is. Yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, last year he certainly was supposedly flying in the preseason because he missed, I think, nine games in 2019 with his hammy and then um then there was sort of a sneaky knee cleanup or something last preseason. they said oh he's flying he's flying actually he's just got a knee cleanup he'll only miss like two months of preseason, and that's when everyone started thinking that's this is another another injury for him in a short space of time and uh did the other hammy i think in the regular season so it's just sort of snowballed from there but whenever he's not been injured longmire's definitely been telling us he's absolutely flying and he's peak fitness so it's um something to really be aware of and keep monitoring it's definitely the biggest concern about it isn't it even at 33 years old i don't know many fantasy footy coaches regardless of the formats you choose to play that goes look buddy's just not a score anymore that's not the concern it's not can lance franklin deliver fantasy points the concern and we'll talk about it in detail i'm sure soon is what level of output in terms of games are we actually going to get from him because if you even just go back 12 years you can go back further but if we were to go back to the year 2008 back when he was playing at Hawthorne and then right up until the end of the 2019 season these are the statistical numbers of what he delivered year in year out in terms of averages for dream team and AFL fantasy 96 81 99 
101, 101, 79, 95, 82, 95, 96, 91. And then in 2019, a 70. While in Supercoach, back from 2008 onwards, 107, 88, 107, 110, 115, 90, 99, 87, 94, 98, 172. If we were to do a Hall of Fame or like a Supercoach or Fantasy Footy team of the decade, Buddy Franklin doesn't just make it in. He's probably the first forward we'd go back and pick. He would. And unlike a lot of the mid forwards who are sort of, you know, the top forward for a year and then they're pure mid, he's a forward every year. He's like one of the rare breed of guys who's forward every year. Him and uh, probably Rewalt was the other long, long-term key forward gun. Yeah. Um, and the stats you read off is just ridiculous. Like even the midfielders who'd spend a season as forward eligible, not too many of them would actually exceed those averages in a given year. Uh, it, it is scary what he can do. And then I think you look back at that 2019 season, it, you mentioned right at the top of the episode, that was an injury impacted year anyway. Like there's a clear drop away in terms of his scoring. There's nineties and hundreds and, and even high eighties for the five or six years as the precursor. And then those year in the seventies just stands out incredibly for us. And I, I think the benefit for us as fantasy coaches is even further compounded because the discount he's got is off that season, which was already about 20 to 25 points under what he was doing. Then missing this full season, man, he's got that full discount in Dream Team and Supercoach where AFL Fantasy, they've awarded the discount that they've given to his 2019 year, which was already 20 under. So already we've got a guy who, when fit, and that's the big question mark, can go 85 plus comfortably across our formats and yet we've got him, depending on the format, he, he's only 100K more in some formats than Jamara Hagen, And he's about half the price in other formats of a steel side bottom. So if all the planets align for us here, Tim, this could be the forward bargain of the season. Yes, yeah, certainly. So if you just look at his scoring, if you assume he's fully fit, which I guess is the big if, but if you assume he's fully fit, then... Um, you just basically have to start him at those prices because, you know, as you said, he hasn't really dropped off in form when he's been fit. So 2019, mm. basically, as you said, he got injured twice. So he sort of had two, I think, injury-affected games, came back for the last game of the season after two months out. So, again, it's not really a fully fit match that he's mm. playing. So I don't know how many games he played, like about 10, 12 games or something, but yeah. maybe only two-thirds of those was he actually at full fitness. So, um Definitely, his average should be pretty good. Fingers crossed if he if he is fully fit. Well, th- that's the big thing. We've we've alluded to it a couple of times, so we probably should talk about if he's fit. Is the reason we choose to either pass him or start on him or not? Um, the the risk is minimised, I suppose, with his pricing point. So that's good. So it's not like you're spending eight hundred thousand or six hundred thousand dollars on a injury prone player. So that's one benefit at that price. You can just dump him if it goes pear-shaped down to a cash cow or the or the stepping stone forward that happens to fly. Every chance, you know, his popularity is going to be pretty high too, given a lot of coaches are trying to find some value, especially in our forward lines this year. But what does it actually take for you, Tim? Like, what would you need to see to go, okay, I know he can score. What do you need to see from Buddy in the preseason so that, yeah, okay, if he's named round one, what does it need to be from now to round one? You go, yes, I'm going to pick Lance Franklin. 
So it might depend a little bit in the formats because he's, as you suggest, he's a little bit better value in some than others. Um, but you basically just don't want any more knee cleanups, no more hammy tweaks, no more, oh, you know, he's missing a month or two of preseason or um, he's not going to play any matches beforehand. Like, you know, you'd ideally want him to play one of the two preseason games and just get through it and not have any injury issues between now and round one and then just get named round one. If that happens, you know, it'd be hard not to start him in at least one or two of the formats, I think. Um, yeah. If he does go through and have, you know, oh, he misses a month or he's, he might have strained a hammy or he might not have or he, he sits out of both games because there's a bit of uncertainty or something. It's a lot of red flags for a guy who's played one game in about the last 20 months. Yeah, there's not been a lot of footy that has been running through that body, that's for sure. So I, I think you've nailed it, man, in terms of if if anything happens in the preseason, he's gone. Much like, as a contrast to Stephen Hill 12 months ago, was supreme value, was right in the sweet spot for us for in a lot of the formats. He was a really nice option and a popular pick during the preseason. And then an injury setback, and it's done. I agree. One little setback, even just a... Oh, it's just he's just a little bit sore in the knee. We're just going to ease him up on the track. I'm done with him. If he doesn't play in the preseason games, like if he doesn't play one at all, I'm done with him. Uh, I'm going to choose to look for some value elsewhere. And as you've already seen through the 50 most relevant and more to come, there is so much value that we do have in different lines at the moment that it's not as if, okay, if he dies, we have to go premium or we have to go cash cow in terms of how his body handles himself. And so, yeah, for me, look, no, ab- absolutely. I'm, I'm with you on that. I think if that's the case, he's, he's then a prime candidate to be picked unless he's an injury. Impact. Yeah, but at least given he's relatively cheap, maybe not so much in DT, but in the other two formats, like if he does have a, a small hiccup and he misses round one, you at least then would have the benefit of waiting till his third game or maybe in fantasy, at least watch one. Um, halfway through the season to see if he's, he's worth picking up there as a cash cow. Yeah, it's a good call because we actually don't need him to play 20 games. We don't need him to be that 85, 90, 95 forward that he has been for the past decade or so. Really, that'd be great if he turns into that. What we really need from Buddy Franklin is six weeks. That's all. You just need six weeks at the start of the year for him to actually score even within 10 to 15 of his potential. Anything 80 plus as an average over a six week period, like you'll take that. That's going to get you to that fallen premium that either starts slow or the one that you choose to upgrade to as that first point in time. Even if you look at Sydney's first six weeks, it's it's not the easiest in terms of, of key tall backs coming up against him. But Buddy's shown over the years that when he is fit, doesn't matter how good the key defender is, he'll make everybody look second rate. But over the opening six weeks, Brisbane, Adelaide, Richmond, Essendon, GWS, and Gold Coast. That, that's his opening six weeks. You'd feel pretty confident that while all those teams have, you know, one or two really solid key defenders, you'd be pretty confident if, if he's fit, he's kicking 10 to 15 goals pretty reasonably uh, over full-length quarters in those six games. And, and if you can turn that 80, there's value in it. I suppose the only reason you don't go in, um, if he does get through the preseason unscathed, I suppose is you just don't like stepping stones and, and these kind of guys that are priced as not cash cows, not priced as premiums. It just doesn't sit into your strategy. You much prefer to go the guns and rookies approach. I suppose that's an option to pursue a, another avenue or 
you can see the future and you know exactly what's coming and that can reel it off for you. So look, for me right now, I've got him locked away in, a, in both my super coach and my AFL fantasy teams. I just think he's so much value. And if he can get through that preseason injury free, I'm, I'm all in him on, especially in those two formats. What's your take on him, Tim? Yeah, I think so. Unless he gets injured at the moment, I'd probably pick him in the same two, super coach and fantasy. And, um, and like you were saying earlier, you know, he doesn't have to end up being a premium. No. If he has a few good games, he'll at least go up in price. And whether that's from round one or a few rounds in, depending, touch wood, everything's all right. He does have a good buy round for um, flipping up to a premium as well, being the last of the buy rounds. So that's true. Yeah. Always gives you that option as well. Yeah, which is so handy. And again, you might not need him that long, but if he's going well and you just feel comfortable with running the gauntlet, um, and he's delivering you those 80s plus scores. I think that's an absolute fantastic point you've made there, Tim, that he can become that last forward you upgrade and you can look to the other areas and other lines um, to be able to do that. And, and again, best case scenario, he just slides to your F6, F7 by year end. Like that's a fantastic best case scenario um, outside of him going back to the one Ted super coach days, which might be a little bit of a stretch. Um, let, let's talk about drafts. This is where it does get interesting where durability and availability of players has an even greater relevance around it because you can't throw back a hundred point midfielder, for example, in your draft back into the pool if they're gone and think, I'll just trade for another one. It's not like a salary cap where it's just as long as you've got the cash, you can get them in drafts. It's a little bit harder where your availability of a player does come in with a bit more of a premium. He's only played over 20 games a season twice in the past decade. So he's played plenty of 15, 16, 17, even 19 game seasons, but historically, but he's going to miss a couple of games. Where do you feel comfortable picking him, Tim? Is he one of the last on-field forwards you go for? Do you reach a little early and go, you know, I, I think I'm just going to, you know, put caution to the win and pick him as early as a F2, F3. That's crazy early in my opinion, but what are you going to do, man? Yeah, so reach is very subjective. Um, <laughs> there's no way I'd pick him F2, F3 because given his age, so you said he's 33, he'll actually be 34 by the time round one rolls around. Yeah. And given he'll have played one game since mid-2019 at that point, whether he's fit or not, like history would suggest he won't play a huge amount of games this season. He yeah. might, but um, I just I couldn't go there for F2 or F3. You'd, you'd be putting a huge risk on someone. And to be honest, whoever you get at F2, in a draft is probably going to match him for scoring, even if he has a good yeah. year anyway. Um, but definitely he's draftable. So he's one of those guys that depending where you get him, if you get him later on, um, he could potentially, you know, win you your draft league because yeah, if true. you get, if you get regular buddy and you've taken him, you know, in the 15th round or wherever he, he gets to, um, that's massive value. Equally, he might not play, but you know, if you, if you got him in like, there's no F, risk at that F5 point or something like that, then, um, you know, you've, most of the time, you probably delist whoever you draft originally at F5 anyway. It's true. You think about that F5, you're pretty much just taking a punt at that point in time. And what the punt you're taking on, buddy, isn't could he score? The punt is, will he play? And uh, I would take that punt. Yeah. Anything higher than an F4 for me feels just wrong. Um, F5, sweet spot. Um, if you can get him as, as a depth for your list, again, depending on the size of your squads, it is perfectly fine. So I, I, I'm with you on that, mate. Hey, appreciate your work today as we've worked through Buddy Franklin in the 50 Most Relevant. Yep, cheers. 
Uh, if you want to go check out the article on him or any of the other players uh, revealed thus far, you can go and check it out at coachespanel.tv. All the links to join our Patreon supporter group uh, can be found at that website, where if you join our breakout or premium tier supporter groups, you actually get full day ahead access to these podcast episodes. So yeah, you, you just find that out about Buddy right now. They knew about him 24 hours ago. So if you want to get early access content to that and a bunch of other stuff, all the links are there for that as well. Keep checking in to coachespanel.tv for plenty of other content rolling throughout your 2021 preseason. We hope you're well and we look forward to chatting with you tomorrow in another episode of the 50 Most Relevant. Yeah.